0: This is Deacon Pat coming to you from the Catholic journey. Well, we made it. It's Happy Thanksgiving, (laughs) November 26th. And it's early in the morning. The sun hasn't come up yet in uh, Northern California, um, but a beautiful day, beautiful day outside. Uh, the weather's going to be nice today. We have some family coming over and uh, it's perfect because we're going to be able to kind of spread out on the back patio, set up some tables. Um, my mother-in-law who lives with us, Kathy, has been cooking. Uh, she got up at 4.30 this morning to put the turkey in the oven and uh, Liz, uh, my wife, my wife, uh, we'll be jumping in pretty soon to start uh, helping out with some of the other uh, items that need to be cooked. And then Mackenzie's here, my daughter, my youngest daughter from um, Los Angeles. Uh, she's been here with us uh, this week. Um, she's lucky enough to be able to work from home, so it makes it nice to be able to uh, to drive up and uh, spend some time with us, and she can just work during the day, and then she's with us at night. It's going to be great uh, to, over the holidays uh, to have her around. Um, She'll be here for this week, uh, this uh, Thanksgiving week, and then uh, she'll go back home, and then she'll come back around Christmas, I hope, as well, and, and we can spend some wonderful time together. You know, I think uh, the holidays, Thanksgiving in particular, but Christmas too, it just makes us really think about our relationships uh, with our family members, with our with our extended family, and, and we can be thankful about so many things. And, uh, you know, this year has been a little tough. It's been a lot of challenges for a lot of people. And uh, I'm anticipating that uh, some people might have some difficulty uh, being thankful today. And um, I'm going to get ready pretty soon and uh, for Mass. We have Mass um, at St. Joseph's Parish. Actually, not in the parish because of uh, COVID restrictions. Um, I guess there's more and more cases with winter coming around and the change of the season. So, uh, they have some enhanced precautions. So, we're gonna have an outside mass. Um, it's gonna be a little chilly out this, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning. We'll be across the street at Notre Dame School. They have a nice uh, enclosed kind of uh, huge playground, parking lot, um, um, uh, interior area, which is, works nice for our outdoor masses. And um, so, we'll be meeting there at nine o'clock. Uh, If you're attending, uh, wear something a little warm. I think it's going to be in the high 40s, um, just under 50 degrees. Um, Some of you guys in the... (laughs) the colder parts of the states are thinking high 40s maybe low 50s that's summertime to us (laughs) for but you you maybe are a little bit more acclimated it's it's that's cold for us here uh, in northern california Um, especially this early into the season for us because it doesn't really start getting cold or or say cool or cold until you know later um, in december january for us here um, but anyway, I, I, what I'd like to do, if you don't mind, is um, I'd like to share a short, the short gospel for today, the Thanksgiving Day gospel, and then a, a little, uh, it's going to be my homily today that I'm going to preach at nine o'clock, but um, it's also a, a great, I think, reflection of uh, a message from Christ for us, and I think it's especially pertinent um, for many of us this year, so um, let me jump right in a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go, your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke's Gospel, we start with ten people who have the worst disease of their day. The physical ramifications are horrendous. Leprosy attacks the body, leaving sores, missing fingers, missing toes, damaged limbs. In many cases, the initial pain of leprosy gives way to something more terrible than that a loss of sensation in nerve endings leading to more damage to more body parts. The disease can take 30 years to run its course, and in that time span, entire limbs can simply fall off. It is, assuredly, a most horrible disease. We have nearly an impossible task of trying to fathom what it was like 2,000 years ago, when medical treatments as we know it today was almost non-existent. I recall reading in a book a few years back, while pilgrimage, a Christian woman was near a modern-day leper colony. Something within her had always wanted to minister in a leper colony, and her trip overseas had given her the first opportunity to be near such a place. She walked by the entrance three times. She saw those who were suffering. She begged herself for a chance to go inside, but she could not. The reason, the smell, overwhelmed her. She could not work up the stomach to go inside the colony. She could not bear the thought of missing the opportunity to personally serve the Lord and the lepers, but at the same time becoming violently ill at what she was faced with seemed to be too much. The trip passed, and she was not able to go inside. And I think we gained a new appreciation of how bad this disease must have been in the days of Christ. It wasn't just the grotesque damage. It wasn't just the loud cries from the lepers. It was the smell of rotting, decaying flesh that overwhelmed our sense of smell. The emotional pain of a leper, however, must have been even worse than the physical pain. They were removed from their family, from their community. They could not have any contact whatsoever with their children or grandchildren. None. Immediately removed, their spouse would not be allowed to kiss them goodbye. They would not have been allowed it anyway, or they would not have allowed it anyway, for fear that they too would become affected, the spouse. Lepers tended to roam together, looking for food, begging for assistance from a great distance learning to yell in loud voices, both from the need to warm others and to beg for help from across the way. What would it have been like to have been removed from friends and family for a lifetime, and to have been forced to announce that removal on a daily basis? It must have been horrible. And yet in this account, ten people encountered Jesus and hear him say the most unusual thing. We want to be well, they screamed at Jesus. And the great teacher responds, Go and show yourselves to the priests. The local priest had duties other than leading worship on each Sabbath. He was also something of a health officer. If a person was miraculously healed of leprosy, it was up to the priest to inspect the body, to test for a complete removal of the disease, and to announce the person healed. In such cases the person would have been cleansed and at, at that point it would be fine for the leper to see their spouse again, to hold their daughter again, and to work again. If the priests gave them the okay, they would be healed. Now Jesus says to the lepers, go and show yourselves to the priest. They look down at their bodies. The hands of one are still mangled. Another looks at his leg, which ends with a filthy rag at the knee. Another looks at his skin and finds it as repulsive as ever. In other words, all these people were no better off than they had been ten minutes earlier, when they had first spotted the famous teacher. And yet they headed off in search of the priests, and on their way they were healed. On their way a hand reappeared and tingled with life. A crutch tripped on a filthy rag, and as it fell to the ground, the leg was back, healthy, whole, complete. One looked at the other. Another looked at the rest and started screaming. The smiles broke into cheers and a sweet madness. They raced off in the distance, not believing that the nightmare was finally over. But in order for the miracle to happen, these people had to start walking in faith before their circumstances had changed one tiny bit. Is there a more potent lesson for us on this Thanksgiving day? We cannot wait until the problems are over to start walking in faith. We cannot put conditions on our holy God. We cannot say, Lord, as soon as there's enough money, I will follow your instructions. We cannot pray, Lord, if you just solve this issue in my family, I'll start going to church regularly. We cannot put conditions on God. Instead, God places a demand for faith on us before anything at all has changed. God might say, love me despite the disease. Obey me despite the lack of talent or the lack of resources. Follow me now despite the depression. Say no to temptation while it still is difficult. Praise me in the darkest of nights and in the worst of circumstances. This is the nature of God, the God who loves us so much. He gives us the opportunity to be thankful when nothing about our circumstances gives us motivation. My friends, That is the very definition of faith. If we praised God only on the good days, only in the best of circumstances, it would not be faith at all. That would be more like a business arrangement, and this is not about business. Some of you might be in horrible circumstances right now. This year has been one of the most difficult years for so many of us. With the COVID pandemic and all its effects, it has created so much turmoil, financial, emotional, a sense of overwhelming fear and anxiety. Many have lost jobs and lost their homes, lost businesses, lost their savings, lost loved ones. For many of us, our lives have been permanently affected, and the way of life we had known and were comfortable with is no longer in sight. Yet, we are Catholic, we are to believe, we are to have faith, we are to know that God's ways are not our ways and that he uses everything to create a greater good and to give opportunity for us to grow in virtue, especially trust, love, patience, perseverance, forgiveness, and hope. So the question on this day of Thanksgiving is, Will we be thankful despite our difficult circumstances? Will we, like the Lippers, believe and have faith in the promises of Christ? Well, thank you for taking the time to listen to The Catholic Journey. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving Day. I hope you have someone that you can spend the day with. I hope that you can feel loved, you can feel the beauty and uh, the intimacy of uh, familial relationships, having people around that you love and that love you back, and to spend some special time together. I hope you can make it to Mass today and spend time with your Christian family as well. God bless you and may God forever keep you. Until we speak again.